It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, oh, Nate, goodness gracious. <laughs> well, also coming up on the show, maybe on a lighter note, DP says it's all about the name on the back of the jersey, but for some guys on the defense, will the name be the same on the front of the jersey next season? And last but not least, and for the culture, young Jock shaved off. What? That's all next on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. That's the only way that people can find out about all this greatness that we have going on right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by Bet Online. Oh, um, you know, it's all good. Got good stuff going on. So, yeah, Bet Online, we really appreciate you for rocking with us. Now, T. The Hawks lose last night, 108-107. Yeah, I know a lot of people talking about DeJounte Murray missing free throws and all that good stuff. But I think the main thing, though, is I went back and watched this bad boy last night, T. And I watched it again this morning. And I saw exactly how much time was left on the clock when John Collins got that rebound with his goofy self. 7.2 seconds. They had two timeouts left, T. Why the hell didn't they call a damn timeout? <laughs> oh, I didn't have to watch it on repeat. I saw it live and in color. <laughs> yes, you were there. Yeah. So And drove yeah. home in dead silence and woke up again this morning in dead silence because right. I don't understand. What? Send help. Make it make sense. The math ain't math. And I mean, I could say it so many ways, and the same result comes up, which is, Coach Nate, you know that ain't no day one's rocks with you. Yeah, that was a head scratcher because like you said you've got 10 seconds on the clock right and Mm -hmm. you've got oh my god we rebounded now granted i'm gonna throw something out there Mm -hmm. that would have made me call the timeout john collins actually gets the rebound this time but your team is a little unsettled kind of not ready almost like and i'm not trying to be offensive but almost like oh my god we, we got the board we got the ball back that was a That's why I said goofy, action. hence goofy, goofy John Collins. Right. <laughs> you know, and he was just a, a microcosm of what you saw with the rest of the team that was out there. So when you saw what he did, it was eerily oh, similar to what happened in the Bulls game, with the exception of the fact that he actually retained the ball this time. But right. I see what Nate's point was in terms of, hey, you could have caught the Nets defense off guard. And therefore, you know, quickly run back down the court and set and shoot before they ever got a chance to do anything. 7.2 seconds is a lot of time for you to be able to do that. However, I agree wholeheartedly with you and just about everybody else on the planet that maybe a timeout would have been good there to reset your offense, regardless of if it would have reset their defense. Because guess what? If you get the ball now from, I guess, half court and it still it doesn't look like favorable for you. Guess what? You got another timeout reset and call a different play you had oh my opportunities gosh. and not taking any, anything away again from what Nate said but twice Jarvis twice you have buzzer beaters based on 
a play, an actual play that was drawn up. So if it's me, I am going with the numbers. I am going with the numbers, not just the eye test of what I see, because I feel like DeJounte did what the only thing DeJounte could do by the time he got to that point on the court. Whereas, again, half court, you get the ball to inbound. It doesn't work. You got another timeout. And then if you can't even get, I don't know, Jarvis, shockingly, if you can't even draw a foul for the Nets, I mean, worst case scenario, draw a foul. Your guy gets one out of two uh, free throws. You take it to overtime, and I guarantee the Hawks would have won that thing in overtime. Yeah, and and the thing about it is too, like I I just think from a, from a coaching standpoint, you got to think from like worst case, best case scenarios, right? <laughs> worst case scenario, like you mentioned, you call a timeout if they if they see what you're in and mm-hmm. you don't have the the look that you necessarily want, and you can reset, right? Mm-hmm. Because guess what, the Nets didn't have they didn't have any timeout, so they yep. were at your they were at your at your will like if whatever you were willing to do they had to kind of go with that right they have to come they have to figure it out on the fly with with 7.2 seconds left left on the clock where you know um when you're coming out of coming out of seven because they don't know what you all going to bring to the table because right. you know 7.2 seconds is a lot of time like you can run a nice play you can come up with something and design something that can that can be to your benefit right because and it doesn't have to be a a, a miraculous alley that your rookie turns around in midair and controls himself and be able to get the ball off and put it in the hoop. So those are some of the things that I just really question because I was literally sitting, my, like you riding in silence. I was sitting there looking at my TV screen. I was just like, okay, I see little, those those two red dots right there. I see that the Hawks were in the bonus, and I see the, those two dots that means that they have timeouts. And And my wife was sitting right there next to me. She was just like, they do have timeouts, right? And I was like, we having her a conversation with her because she was so she was distraught. She was just yeah. like, yeah. It, like it's supposed to be natural for you to call a timeout in, yeah. in that situation as a player, right? Because we even talked about when Chris Webber, when he immediately got when he got the rebound when he was at Michigan, he mm-hmm. immediately had timeouts. Now they granted they didn't have any, but you know he immediately got the rebound, and his first inclination was. Boom, timeout, call timeout. Let's figure this bad boy out. Let's draw up something. Let's get it figured out. But for, you know, John Collins, I know, yeah, I know most of the blame goes to Nate, but, man, like, I'd rather, in that situation as a player, I'd rather the coach yelling at me like, man, I ain't, you, you weren't supposed to call no dog on timeout. Advance the ball and go go do what you need to do versus – you know, hey, all right, here we go. Here you go to Jante. And then next thing you know, they're set because guess who came up and, and, and contested the shot? Uh, Kevin Durant, the guy who has a seven-foot wingspan. And, and, and it's going to – a guy who contests your shot is yeah. probably going to drop the percentage of you making that probably by like at least 50 percentage points. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just so much stuff that went into that. And like I said, I've always been the guy that say, hey, man, Nate is is not necessarily the issue. You know, that's not who we need to necessarily be pointing the finger at in this time in these times, right? Mm-hmm. But that for last night, T, I got I got I'm putting this right at the solely at the feet of uh a Mr. Nate McMillan. Oh yeah. The only other question I had was like you said, uh, well, two things. One was what you said, and one I wanted to add on to as well is this. Yes, one of those five players, namely John Collins, because you got the ball in your hand. Somebody should have called a timeout. Even if it took you a second or 1.5 seconds to think about it, you would have still had almost six seconds to come back and reset yourself. Like you actually had just enough time 
for if there was some runoff, you would have been okay. You know, there are times when you say, oh my God, you don't have a second to think. Oh, 7.2, oh, you got time to think. And some would even say, you look back at it, it was actually closer to eight seconds had they looked back to reset that clock. So yes. just saying. Yep. So you really, mm-hmm. that just makes the point of, like you said, there was time on that clock for somebody to make a timeout. And I will tell you this, the one thought that I had when I came home last night and then when I woke up again this morning that went away from just the Nate rationale was that goes to that basketball IQ. And was anybody utilizing their basketball IQ last night? Because anybody could have called that timeout, yeah. even at midcourt when it's like four, three, three or four seconds left. You yeah. don't see the look, just call it. Don't heave it up like it's, you know, because Trey Young had that thing up. Okay, we understand because you make half court shots. So That's what he does. Yeah. Exactly. So if you would have heaved it up, it wouldn't have been a heave. And your miss would have been would have been shocking to us, even above Kevin Durant, right? But like right. you said, that basketball IQ, sometimes when you're in a stressed out, stressful situation, the IQ kind of goes away. Because I'll be honest with you, my first thought was if it's me and I'm looking at Kevin Durant's stat line, or somebody has looked at that stat line, or just watching the game, that dude had the most rebounds for that other team. So I darn sure don't want to have to make a decision about the game on the line with him and in a close race in the East where beating a team like the Nets who haven't been beaten in the last nine, now 10 games, that could have helped your cause tremendously. Jarvis, more than even you going to 18 and 17 on the season is what it would have meant down the road for a tiebreaker. But again, you got two more shots at him. You need to give both because you've already lost two in the season series. Yes. And we hope you hope that, you know, the way they, they looked last night, that perimeter defense was a lot better. It was. Shockingly. You know, with, yes. with no Trey Young in the lineup, I'm not surprised by that. So, uh, I, that that's one of the reasons why they were able to stay in that game, I mm-hmm. believe, and have a chance to win at the end. So, I, the buy-in is there on that mm-hmm. side of the, on that side of the court. Um, it was there, and they had a chance to win. So, as much as I want to put a lot of this, this, this loss at uh, Nate's feet, you see – when the buy-in is there on that side of the court, this team has a chance to win. And that, like this was against the hottest team in the NBA right now, who's now on a 10-game winning streak. They will be taking on the Los Angeles Lakers on Friday. So hopefully they can do a little something and to, to go ahead and get the dub against L.A. Now, T, speaking of getting the dub, you know, you know, we, we, the Falcons, they play on Sunday. And – we, we, there are a lot of decisions and evaluation to be made about them, about who's going to be back, who should stay, who should go. We'll talk about that on the defensive side of the football. But first, got to talk about betonline.net because it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. The I was looking at the numbers, T, and the Falcons play the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. Mm-hmm. And they are only favored by three and a half points. So basically, this is a pick'em game, so essentially, because you know the home team normally gets three points. You know they get the benefit of the doubt right there. But these are two essentially bad teams, teams that aren't going to the playoffs. And you know what? If I'm trying to bet some money on it, I'm going to bet online because it continues to be the top online source for all your sports wagering information for live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They got you covered. We've got you covered when it comes to your ATL sports needs from a podcast standpoint. How about this? They got podcasts there for you so you can help. They can help you get 
money because that's what it's all about right you're trying to win some money you're not betting money for fun you bet money to get some money right so head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because bet online is where the game starts now like you mentioned the falcons have a showdown with the cardinals at the Benz this sunday and of course the final game of the season next sunday with the buccaneers against them now the reason i mentioned that is because dp said something interesting Earlier this morning when he joined our guys, Hugh Douglas and John Freaky on the morning show over at 92.9 Game, he talked about the fact that players still have something to play for because right. you can play, you need to play for yourself, your family, your teammates, and really you need to play to show us exactly what you're made of. Like what does this mean for you to really still show up and show out these last, last couple of games? We also postulate that you should show up because your job might be on the line. So Yes, it's not just about the name on the back of the jersey, but for some players, potentially the name on the front of the jersey. So that being said, when we look at the defense and kind of who's going to be evaluated in these next couple of games, maybe tell me one player, one player who you feel needs to show up and show out. But you also feel, hey, that person looks like he's a keeper. You know what? To be honest with you, it has to be Lorenzo Carter. Like I've been, I've been, I've been banging that, banging that drum all year, right? And there are times that he showed up, and there are times where he's kind of disappeared. And I think that you know it would be good for him to show up because mm -hmm. that's the type of guy that I would like to bring back. You know, if he's going to be show some consistency, right? Because we we know that he has the size and the, and, and the look. He looks, he's one of the first guys that you, that should walk off a bus, right? And if people look at him like, whoa, okay, this is what we're in for today? All right, cool. So I think that's that's what you want to see. And also that's what you want to, from a production standpoint, you want to see him continue to mm -hmm. progress and, and, and show some consistency, even though he's not been able to do that throughout his entire career. But at this point where the Falcons currently sit, Guys do who are capable of getting sacks, who've shown you that they're capable of getting sacks, they don't need to let those guys walk out the door. And I think he'll be a viable option from a, a financial standpoint. I think he's mm -hmm. gonna maybe only make made a little bit over one million dollars a year. There's some value there. Like not only is is people want to go out and get the big names and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I get that. I understand that guys who yeah. getting double digit sacks. But guess what? That is going to be very expensive, man. And oh, Falcons yeah. still have people they need to take care of in-house, mm -hmm. namely Chris Lindstrom. I know we talk about defense, but that's where the money, a, a yeah. good portion of that money, they got to get that sold up and figured out ASAP. So I think the guy that I feel like that needs to go out and have another a good game and prove that he can be cons so some consistency at that outside linebacker slash edge position is Lorenzo Carter for sure. Yeah, and I would probably give a nod to Rashawn Evans for many of the same reasons. Mm. We had him on a one-year prove-it deal, $1.75 million. Not too much to hit the cap if you decide to bring him back. And he has definitely shown maybe even a little more consistency than we've seen out of load this season. So I would not mind if the Falcons brought him back as well. Now, speaking of players who are kind of, or teams really, I would say, that have something to prove, might be the Cowboys tonight. Don't know if the Titans will be able to prove anything as we get the NFL season week 17 started tonight. You want to hear about the reaction from that game. Then you want to check out Locked On Sports today because they are the team. They are the team, team and team from our Locked On Network that actually talks about the biggest stories in sports. They give you instant reaction to things. And just like we have for the culture, they have take of the day. So check out Locked On Sports today on the Odyssey app. 
on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast because they definitely bring you the national stories that you want to hear about. Now, we agree that Lo and Rashawn are probably guys that DPs and company want to bring back on defense, but let's just face it. There are some guys that if they don't do it in these next two games, at least as it stands today, nah, your ticket to Flowery Branch will not be punched for next season. So give me one of those guys who you feel like, mm, thank you for your service, but I think we're going to have to just go in a different direction next year. I think it's going to have to be a guy like, um, excuse me, oh, um, Abdullah Anderson. Because <laughs> that's, that's the, the guy I was thinking. <laughs> Abdullah Anderson is a guy that, you know, you picked up off the street. He came, you brought him in from a, a body standpoint. And he ended up being the guy that that was at least halfway decent, right? He was the reason why the Falcons cut Anthony Rush. But that's not saying much. <laughs> so I think you need to bring in some guy from a draft standpoint or a free agency standpoint, you know, to, to be that defensive end slash defensive tackle guy that can get pressure up the middle and also be able to two-gap a little bit for you in that run game and, and be able to move some move that line of scrimmage back some because that's where the problem – the problem that the Falcons have had, right? Outside of Grady Jarrett, they don't have anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I think they need to have somebody that can give you just a little bit more production and he can go on about his way and appreciate your service. And he's one of those guys. And I think that I even looked up T, I even did my little research a little bit. I even found a guy that would, could fit into that role. A guy by the name of Sheldon Rankins. Now, he, he was originally drafted by the Saints, but mm -hmm. he ended up getting picked up by the Jets, and he yeah. will be a free agent this year. Mm -hmm. So I think he – and you'll you be able to get him for a good number. Had some decent mm -hmm. numbers. He had like three sacks, like four tackles for loss and everything like that. Look, solid production. That's what you're looking for, rotational guys, guys that can give you some good snaps to mm -hmm. maybe potentially make some plays right. outside of 97. So that's that's kind of where I sit with uh, uh, from that from that up front. And Abdullah Anderson – We'll holler at you. Yeah, I, I would agree as well. He was the one guy I looked at it and I said, yeah, I just don't think you've shown enough. And if you're going to have a veteran to bring an additional presence on that D-line, like you said with Sheldon Rankins, who I'm familiar with and we're both familiar with from his time mm -hmm. in the NFC South with the Saints, Indeed. that would be a solid go. And if you happen to be able to luck out and get yourself some D-linemen in the draft, which is where I think you're probably going to get hopefully a couple and see how they work out because let, let's just face it you might need a couple at the rate they're going with injuries exactly. and you don't know what Taquan Graham is going to look like when he comes back next season if you then go out and get those guys in the draft and maybe it takes them a little bit longer to get up to speed of where Dean Pease might want them to be then at least you know you can lean on someone like Sheldon Rankins and he can actually bring you some productivity because You've seen it when when the Falcons have played against the Saints. So that could be a viable opportunity as well. And to your point, there won't be all of this cap space that people are thinking about to go out and necessarily get a free agent that's a big name. But if you can get someone solid and then maybe continue to build in the draft, that could be something for you now. Hey, these last two games, Jarvis and I actually are feeling pretty positive about what the Falcons can do against the Cardinals and the Buccaneers. We also kind of were concerned one minute, positive the next, about what the Hawks were going to do with the Nets. But if you were a little stressed out last night or you're a little stressed out ahead of tomorrow night's game against the Lakers, then you probably should have or you should go to Built.com and get yourself some Built Bars because, hey, those little chunky chocolate pups, they're pretty darn good with 100% real chocolate. Keeps the stress level down, right? Yes. Also keeps the fat content down because it's only 160 grams of fat 
but yet 60 calories of fat. I love to say grams, but 15 <laughs> calories of protein, which is important because that makes it that much more soluble. Very easy to do. Build.com. Go to Locked On 15 as your code that gets you 15% off your first order. And that way, if it's stress about the Hawks, if it's stress about Falcons, and miraculously, if it's stress about UGA in the Peach Bowl against Ohio State this weekend, at least you have a snack to give you some comfort. Absolutely. Locked On Sports Atlanta family, listen up. I want you to figure out the way to get in contact with the program. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do you a big old favor. You don't have to figure it out. I'm going to tell you. ones at gmail.com. ones at gmail.com is the way to get in contact with the program. We've had a couple people reach out. You know, Chef and I got Robert. All those people, they've been reaching out to us. I've been responding. Tanitra hasn't quite responded yet because, you know, she got like 17, 11 jobs. So we're working on that. We're trying to figure that thing out. But if you want to get in contact with us, any suggestions, comments, appreciation, all the good stuff, we'll take it. ATLDayOnce at gmail.com. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get on the show. Today is no different. How about this? Now, we know a lot has come – Conversations have come along with you know, the, the, the Tory Lanes and Meg the Stallion situation, mm-hmm. and he was found guilty and is facing up 23 years in prison, right? That's the whole conversation. But I want to kind of focus in on this part that's really just made me just scratch my head. So apparently, Young Jock, who is a, you know, a local you know, uh, on-air DJ uh, um, at uh, Streets, Streets 94.5 here in Atlanta, he decided to say, hey, if Tory Lanez is found guilty, I'm going to shave my head. And, you know, of course he was found guilty. So Miss Shanika is is on video up here shaving the man's head. And I like how the story put it, a local hairdresser. And I was like, no, no. Uh, do your research. Yes. Miss Shanika, who's been a DJ in Atlanta for a long, a very long time and a very well-established personality. So yeah. I just thought it was just so weird that this man would even say something like that because you already know the Twitter lawyers and the Twitter uh, accountability partners uh, were all up in his, his mentions and messages saying, hey, man, you said that you're going to cut your hair it's time to go and pay up, Jack. But but why, though, T? <laughs> Young Jock. I mean, are you really asking that question of why? Apparently, oh, go follow Miss Shanika and you'll know exactly why. Because when she posts stuff from the morning show, I'm like, wow, she's really the whole brains of the entire operation. <laughs> so you knew Miss Shanika was coming for it and she had her receipts ready. In oh case he forgot what he said. Right, right. That, that's my girl. I love Miss Shanika. She is a sweetheart, but she plays zero games. And so, yes. yeah, she, she was waiting. Yeah. I'm sure as soon as that verdict came, she probably mm. already had a test <laughs> on draft. Right, no doubt. Probably, yeah, I know she did. And boom, she was ready to rock and roll. But people, cautionary tale. Yes. Unless you know for sure, sure, 100%, 110% that something is going to go on, don't bet on things you don't want to. You should do like me. See, I bet things that I know really are going to benefit me. And right, I'm not going to like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm only going to bet you what I feel like I'm willing to give you should you win. I am not going to put myself in some crazy space <laughs> and be like, Lord have mercy. I, I got to go, you know, get another. I got to go get an 18th job 
so I can do right. what I'm supposed to do for this bet. <laughs> or I'm going to be looking crazy on my podcast and have to go figure out which wig I'm going to wear Friday because I told Jarvis <laughs> that the Hawks absolutely were going to win. Not that I didn't think they had a chance, but I'm just saying, young Josh, note to self. Now oh, we're yeah. receiving. Bye. Yeah, yeah, Jock, man. You need to, uh, as the folks would say, get your life. Uh, we appreciate you getting your life by rocking with ATL Day Ones for your first listen of the day. Make your second listen locked on sports today. They're just like us. You know, we you know for the culture, you know, we talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. They have the take of the day where it can be from anybody on part of the Locked On Sports Network and they're going to be responding to it. So, hey, Go ahead and check out Locked On Sports today. They're free and available wherever you download this podcast. So stop playing around. So, T, tell them what we got coming up on tomorrow's show. We got a very big guest from what I hear. Yes, it is the man, the myth, the legend, and friends of the show, Randy McMichael. He is going to join us so we can download on that Georgia-Ohio State game. But listen, he is a man and a jack of all trades, so don't be shocked if we get a little Falcons-Cardinals talk in there as well. Excited for our guy to come by. You don't want to miss it. Y'all make sure y'all come back now, you hear? Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.